Good evening, friends. Uh, in this episode of the podcast of Cavalier, uh, today we are going to bring out with you uh, as to how to go about your PPDT because that's uh, the most important thing when you go to any SSB. Because if you do not clear your PPDT, nobody even gets to know that you were there. So that's the very first step that you must understand. That's why this is the thing that I've taken on to begin with. Now, I have got a team of officers here because when you go for PBDT, the interviewing officer, the psychologist and the GTO will be all assessing you. So, I've got uh, three very senior people with me here. Uh, first, I've got Commodore Sunil Jaitley. Uh, he's been the ex-president in 12SSB Bangalore. Then, I've also got Colonel D.N. Sharma. He's the G senior GTO. He's been in, in 19 SSB Allahabad and 17 SSB Bangalore. We got Commander... K.K. Dua here, he's been a senior psychologist in 11 SSB, Allahabad, 12 SSB, Bangalore, and 33 SSB, Bhopal. So, uh, practically, we've got representation from all boards that are generally there when you go. And you're going to get inputs from uh, these three very senior officers who spent a lot of time in the SSB assessing people. And uh, we will now start uh, with this podcast, wherein we are going to get you through the process. So, uh, uh, Kan Sharma, uh, yes, GTO has a, a very big role to play in the PPDT. So, can I request you to please give a very short overview as to how the PPDT goes? Uh, thank you very much, sir, for giving me this opportunity. And I must compliment you for taking this initiative of creating the training facility for these students in this lockdown time. Now, coming on to the... Uh, Essentials of PPDT. It is conducted immediately after the officer intelligence rating tests. Here, the uh, students, or the, rather the candidates, they are made to sit in a testing hall. And uh, uh, the initial part is conducted there. First, a picture is shown to them for a duration of 30 seconds. And thereafter, they are required to identify various details in the picture. Identify how many people are there, their age, sex, and mood. And then they get five minutes time to mark the same on the sheet provided to them and then write a brief story about it. Bringing out as to what is happening now, what has happened in the past and what is likely to happen in future. Once they have written the story, they are divided into groups of 15 candidates each. And thereafter they are called for the next part of this activity, wherein they are required to first narrate uh, the story that they have written in about a minute's time and thereafter discuss the story amongst themselves with an aim to evolve a common group story. Usually the discussion lasts for about uh, uh, 15 to 20 minutes. That is the entire uh, discussion including the individual narration followed by the discussion. And based on their performance in this activity, it is decided who all are going to be recommended. All the three assessors, uh, the interviewing officer, the psychologist, and the GTO, they form their opinion based on the demonstrated performance of the candidates. So this in nutshell is how it is conducted. Uh, JT, sir, uh, uh, 
we i just want you to put through the candidates through the process how does i mean like uh, what kind of a room is it there is it a big hall uh, and uh, you know what is the kind of arrangement they have there and uh, when do they enter what are the assessors where are they how are they seen can you just put us through that little idea so how it goes about definitely all the training centers all the selection centers have and especially rooms allocated for this activity where this ppdt is conducted and each uh, selection center has its own nomenclature for it by and large this room has a capacity to take in about 50 to 60 people in which there are 15 chairs for the candidates and three exclusive chairs for the three assessors the room the sitting arrangement is in a semicircular manner and at the same time it provides the all the three assessors comprehensive look into each and every candidate his demeanor the way he walks the way he talks the whole endeavor is that moment he steps into the room till the time he exits every activity that he undergoes or he projects he performs he undertakes gets noticed by the assessors and that is how the rooms are designed and rooms furthermore they are all soundproof so nobody standing outside can make out and at the same time inside being a big room and so there's no echo there's a lot of soundproofing is done inside as well and the distance between the candidates is just about 1 feet between two candidates not social distancing as what we see today in the lockdown time and so that every candidate can actually interact we and the distance is ensured so that we see their body language and at the same time they are not too far away so that people have to talk uh, have to shout so people can speak at a comfortable level comfortable decibel level so that they are audible to the group the fifteen students plus the three assessors that they are so am i to understand that uh, even before they start writing the story or they start narrating or discussion there is a little reflection of the personality of the candidate which is uh, you know being received by the three assessors uh, am i to understand that i am i think so though what we keep on saying is body language or informal language non verbal communication it is always registered by the assessors by virtue of the very fact that they have been assessing for such a long time they are immediate to note a slouching guy a guy who's too timid who's too shy who's very unsure of himself or there are some people who are reasonably overconfident the way they conduct themselves the way they sit though they don't make much of a difference but if somebody stands out of the group he definitely in the back of the mind of a assessor this things these things do linger on right uh, sharma sir you were saying that uh, initially when they sit down and the, the briefing is done now and they are given their sheets on which they have to write the story sure. any specific thing that you would like to tell the students that while they are writing the story i'm not talking of the the story part of it the way the the the, the written attempt has to be made what are the things that they should be careful when they are dealing with the sheet of paper they are given uh, sir my uh, recommendation would be that they must relate their story to the picture that is being shown to them that is the very basic and primary requirement besides this they must write in a legible hand and do not try to be too elaborate 
because what happens is that uh, uh, about five minutes that they get and they want to include too many details in the story sometimes they run short of time and we have seen quite often that uh, some of the candidates they are not able to complete the story what about this doodling and uh, cutting and erasing that a lot of students best do? avoided sir because uh, uh, assessors uh, are going to go through their stories but if uh, he genuinely makes a mistake or something uh, like occasional occasional correction there is absolutely no problem in that it is uh, only humane to expect uh, somebody to you know uh, commit an error maybe a spelling mistake or an uh, But it is best avoided. Sentence, yes. But can but I say it is best avoided? It is best avoided. However, one not cutting and uh, overwriting doesn't make much of a difference. There is a lot of confusion also that the box which is there in which uh, you know they are supposed to write a few things. Every center has a little different uh, way of doing it. Somewhere they have to make a rounder. Somewhere they have to tick. I mean, uh, uh, sir, that? in that my recommendation would be to listen to the assessor's briefing carefully. when uh, uh, the gto or the psychologist is briefing the candidates they must be very careful in listening to the briefing and the standard pattern of marking the boxes that use a dot to indicate the character and whoever is chosen as the main character in the scheme of things or in the uh, theme encircle that character however if an alternate method is asked by the assessor a candidate should not hesitate in adopting that method I, I hear a lot of students uh, or the candidates who come to us. They say, "Sir, I've read somewhere or I've heard somewhere. Take the safe path. Make every everybody's, uh, uh, you know, uh, in a neutral mode. Uh, why take a chance?" A lot of people uh, say, the, "You know, get into that kind of a thing." Why I would not? say not a right thing to do, sir. Because or make uh, them everybody positive. Why? Why even bother your head about it? Uh, see, first thing is, like I said, that. the story that is being constructed should have relevance to the picture so in case the candidate sees with certain degree of clarity the characters their facial expressions are visible and uh, easily discernible then uh, uh, it will be taken in negative light if the correct emotion is not uh, depicted properly so there is But no safe way out you put everybody neutral put everybody positive there is no safe way out like that i mean he has uh, to be more careful not advisable not advisable if it is if the faces are clearly discernible then uh, don't hesitate in writing a positive uh, emotion as positive attitude or positive uh, mood of the character if somebody is in negative mood definitely show that person in negative my question now is to the dua sir the psychologist so when a candidate is now shown a picture i mean he sees a picture as a picture what is it that you would like to advise the student that when he is looking at the picture what is it that he should catch in that 30 seconds that he has got with him what is it that he really needs to discern or catch in the picture so that he can write a good story okay thank you very much uh, uh, as the picture is uh, shown to the candidates usually the candidates take to take the visual impression of the of the picture usually that means how the various characters in the pictures are relating to each other okay and then what is really expected is they should be able to see beyond that means they should deal with the situation through a mental frame of mind that is what is called the perception so what we advise the the, the students what we expect from the students is that he should connect himself with the situation in the picture at the mental frame 
and be able to relate the situation with a suitable theme. So the idea is to look for a theme in the picture rather than the different characters in the picture. Uh, can I say that uh, the, the, the candidate must look at the entire frame of the picture? Like, let's say if there's a tree which is shown there and a tree could be, the leaves could be just normal or, or the leaves could be, you know, in a gush of wind. Or maybe if there is a river or a, a river shown there, water could be just flowing or water could be, uh, there could be larger movement uh, as seen in the water. Would that really make a difference uh, to see uh, the environment? See, basically any picture has two aspects. One is the background and one are the human faces over there. So he is connecting the human faces with the context of the background. So that is how he understands the picture in totality and will be able to identify a theme in the picture. So am I to understand that the background which is shown has equal relevance to the number, the people who are visible? Yes, yes, it has an equal relevance. So he should not yes. miss out both and yes, only should because, yes. because what I find candidates they do is that since they have been told that you do mark only the people, they look at just the people and they miss out the background, they miss out the whole scene which is behind it and then they kind of, uh, you know, go into a very different tangent. Am I right no, in no. saying that? The, the context of the human being with the background is also important. That is also important. The background is also important that in one context, in what context, what background, these human characters are interacting. Both right. are important. Uh, now, there are uh, the, uh, when the, uh, as Sharma sir was saying that the picture could be pretty hazy at times. Hmm. Now, if the picture is hazy and, and the candidate cannot really make out that this, you know, is a male or a female, uh, it could be a, a, the back profile of a person or it could be in a, in a very shaded and today in today's environment, there are unisex clothes also. Does it really make a difference whether he's put that person as a male or a female or it doesn't matter? Uh, it doesn't matter a great deal and the PPDT pictures are kept hazy so that candidates is able to exercise his mind. Candidate is able to relate to the situation at the mental frame, mental level. Whereas the pictures which are shown at the PAT level, at the psych testing level, uh, their pictures are, these pictures are uh, pretty clear and he will be able to look at the picture in totality. Some people tell me that this picture is, which is hazy, is given to confuse these people, to the confuse the candidate. Is that so? Uh, see, it all depends on how does he relate himself with the picture. Some people look at the haziness and obviously get confused. No, because but his mental people, level is confused. Man, if, confusion is at his no, mind. If, if I may interrupt, I am saying that some people say that the SSB boards have this picture hazy because they want to confuse the candidates. Is that the case? No, no, no. That, that is, that is a, the wrong impression of the candidates. Wrong impression because the candidates carry. The SSB has no intentions of confusing the candidates. So if the candidate gets confusion on his own because of his own mind. If he gets confused with a phasey picture, he gets confused in any situation in his life. Then why give him a, then why do we give him a hazy no. picture? Why this not give is, him a clear picture? Yes, this is to assess his mental alertness. This is to assess his level of, you know, interpreting the situation. His mental level of interpreting the situation. 
in terms of psychology would you say at as to his bent of mind or his uh, overall uh, thought process is uh, he a person who's basically negative or positive is that uh, what we're trying to get at hey it's in in the psychological term it is not the bent of mind it is the alertness effectiveness of the mind in the hazy situations also we see the purpose we see the individuals it depends upon how effectively he relates mentally with the situation after all the psych tests are meant to to assess his mental abilities uh, sir, so in a hazy situation also he is able to see the situation uh, sir it is also i mean like today on the net uh, in various books all ppd pictures which are there in the ssb centers are shown why wouldn't you advise a person to make five six seven stories to begin with and go and you know plant them there which one way or the other and uh, be play safe uh no i would not advise it the practice includes looking at a picture understanding the situation and write few stories write few stories and thereafter read through his stories and and sort of assess them wherever you find that the theme has been identified very clearly in a focused manner and the candidate is able to deal with the theme through steps of action focus actions he can keep the story after all the training involves building his mind it is the effectiveness of the mind ultimately which makes the candidate effective at the ssb and the ssb is looking forward to having a effective individual who is mentally alert aware logical motivated and you know confident jetly uh, sir can i uh, ask you that if if your advice to a candidate that when he is looking at a picture what should he be seeing there what is it that he has to you know concentrate on so that he has an effective story first of all i'd like to uh, comment on this hazy picture and this hazy picture has been very effectively done to bring out this whole concept of fog of war his ability to see things in a situation where things are not very clear his decision making ability comes to fore second thought which you uh, pro propagated which i also feel that i've seen it while i was in the ssb that why not make stories beforehand and go and vomit them over there i have seen this approach by various training centers because i re recall very vividly in one of the pbdts we saw three students coming from the same training institution writing virtually word to word the same story the moment they wrote everybody talks of the same one stimulus which is given to everyone and if everybody comes up with a similar story you really know that they are not using their mind as dua sar has rightly said that they are really not seeing things effectively they have been coached they have been trained and they are just vomiting and this is what we call as rote memory things must be very specific to the stimulus that is provided and ability to see through the haze is one of the most important aspects and uh, that is why i would very very strongly recommend do not do not do not memorize stories and as a normal procedure a normal process that when we are walking in a place look at a picture look at a scenario and try to construct a thing in your mind when you are in your train or when you are moving around in your auto rickshaw or when you are in the 
metro look at people construct the story see an old man construct the story in your mind see a rickshaw wala construct the story in your mind see the trees construct the story in your mind see the bus moving empty bus moving construct the story the whole endeavor is that we must be very specific to the stimulus and what i have ra rather been seeing is that majority of the people have a very low level of idea if they if they are shown a water body if there's a lake which is shown 90% of the students would be going there for picnic 90% and which actually tells me that they picnic is a good job no doubts may i interject there is another very interesting theme koi doob gaya somebody is drowning when you see a water body yes when you like i'm talking a water body i'll get into this and then we'll address your uh, concern as well water body when a person looks at majority of the people are going for picnic and this is what is the stimulus when he was in third or fourth standard when he is talked of write an essay on a picnic that's the time when he keeps on recalling all these things but as we grow up we do our graduation when we come btech mtech we understand and when we correlate to the environment in which we stay in we understand what is modi saab doing in gange namami pollution we understand floods today if we pick up the newspaper there are floods all across water body comes into that then we understand fisheries coming from there dams coming from there projects coming from there pollution being a major source of concern the whole stimulus must be handled at the level of a maturity of at 18 to 25 year old man or a girl not as a 7 or 8 year old student just interested in only entertainment we really need to that when we have a idea we actually feel that this is the boy who correlates with the environment in an effective manner and he will be able to produce it give it to the services when he joins in over there yes and you were asking of this drowning issue majority of the time when people see this water body they always bring drowning and that is what it tells me of a escapist attitude a person is drowning someone creating a situation and then he goes like a hero helps them whereas this man could be perhaps a diver could be a swimmer could be practicing could be doing something else there's so many issues which are related to it unless and until the stimulus definitely shows that there there is a sense of urgency and people are rushing towards that if there is there can be a calamity that somebody has been walked away washed away by flood i'll interject here sir i will interject here that uh, there are a lot of students who come to the cavalier and they say they've probably taken coaching elsewhere also they've been to the dua uh, sir they always insist that there has to be a problem the problem has to be there it has to be solved is it a necessity to really have a problem per se ah uh, see after all the students are the students okay for their ease of understanding they look at everything as a problem this is what they have been doing in their schools or the colleges but they this want is to being, go this is being taught to them in scenic school in military school in various Obviously, places uh, after all those who have taught them I mean, uh, how much understanding of the human psychology they would be carrying with them that's what i said the students understand uh, that everything in life is a problem going on leave is a problem unable to do the well in the examinations is a problem no see what we do at cavalier we 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 advise them to look at the situation with an open mind 
we talk of a problem when there is an emergency, when there's a road accident, or as the Commodore was mentioning, you know, there's an emergency. So that kind of a situation or that kind of a picture, it carries that kind of a situation. Then we say, this is a problem. There are other things in life that we are exposed to handle them, deal with them, manage them. You know, certain you know, activities in the social circle, at the institutional circle, in the organizations. So we say that some of the picture, you can relate them with the issues, with the goals, with the task, with the, with the job that you have been handling at your you know, college level, the projects, the annual day functions. So then they happen to broaden their mind and they deal with different situations through different themes. This is a misunderstanding carried by the, by the students, of course, given by the academy institutions and the training institutions. So we at Kavler at tend to broaden their mind and advise them to look at the pictures through different themes, maybe issue, goal, career, goals, so career-related issues, and then problem where there's a call for emergency. So let's say I'll give you a situation. Now, uh, there is a boy of 24, 25 years old or whatever, and he's, his sister's marriage is there. Right? There's something which has got to know. Now, the sister's marriage is a problem or a situation or an opportunity? No, it is an opportunity. It is an issue in the social context. See, we all are a part of our family and we are called upon to take on the responsibilities of organizing such events at the family level. So he may call it a problem, but it is my role to advise him and correct him. Look, this is not a problem. This is a social issue. And you have been given this, you have been given this responsibility to make arrangements for this event. Now, sir, let's say there's a candidate uh, who now he's discerning this as a problem. There's another candidate who's discerning it as a, uh, as an opportunity. How would you as a psychologist differentiate between the two stories? Is he taking it as a problem or is he taking it as an opportunity? So different candidates come out with different stories. Then we discuss those stories. In one candidate, in one story, a candidate is looking at this as a, as a problem, whereas another candidate is looking at it as an opportunity. So we discuss the stories, we differentiate, okay, this is not a problem, this is an opportunity. So if you, you were to assess, as, so if you yes. were to assess these two individuals, one is making a story in context of a problem, the other one is making it as a context of a opportunity, where would you rate the two of them? Uh, yes, I would rate the candidate who's taking this as an opportunity. I would rate him higher than the candidate who's looking at it as a, it as a problem. Right. Sir. So now we've just gone over that what should he look at and how the story would be. And we're not going to the TAT part of it. Now we come to the, the next phases after he's written the story. Now comes the narration. Uh, now, Sharma sir, now as a, as, a, as a GTO, now when the candidate is narrating the story, are you more concerned about the content of the story, the relevance of the story, or the way he's delivering, which is more important for you as a GTO? Uh, this is something we don't rate that which is more important. Both are equally important. The first thing I see is the relevance of the story to the picture that has been shown to him. And uh, the next part is how confidently the person is narrating the story. How good are his communication skills? How confident is he in narrating the story? Is he beating around the bush or he in a very concise manner is able to 
complete the story within the allotted time of one minute. So these are some of the key markers I'm looking for. Jaitley, sir, uh, as an interviewing officer, when you are listening to the, the person who's delivering this story, uh, you find that the, the content of the story is very good, but its uh, delivery is very bad. Now, what would you do with this kind of a candidate? Definitely tell him to go back home. Why? His content is very good. He's given you a very good story. Content, if not delivered, is not given. There's no doubt in my mind that to deliver the content, you must have power of expression. You must be able to connect to the people. You must be a, one can be a great man. We have seen so many people, even like Abdul Kalam, sir, and so many other great people who have been, who have come to SSP. They have achieved tremendously, a tremendous amount in the outside world. But perhaps in armed forces, they would have missed the bus. In the end of the day, what my major endeavor is, if he's unable to deliver the content, it really makes very little sense to me. I'm looking at how logical is he, how cohesive is his story, how coherent that he is, and how is he able to penetrate to me? Because the whole endeavor is that he has to influence the three assessors. And at the same time, while he's talking, he should be able to impress his 14 other candidates. So when they start having a group discussion, if he has delivered the story well with a good content, people might take his story as the main theme. But if he is not able to tell only, he's already lost the battle. And in my experience, I have seen that one of the major, by, by and large, when I was in SSP, I saw about 12,000 odd candidates. And I remember, and on average, I saw that 3,000 of them, they generally used only five words. And these five words were, in the picture, I saw, I saw, thank you. And you can well imagine a gentleman who's come, a lady who's come, who's a B-Tech, M-Tech, who's come all the way from Delhi to Bangalore, 1,500 kilometers. They see that stimulus, they write that story pretty well. When I read the story, I'm very impressed. But when it comes down to narration, they get, they really get very nervous. They lose their confidence. And I feel that one of the major important aspects is your command of this language, English language. How comfortable are you in this language? And if you're not able to deliver the story, there are various ways and means which I feel that at Cavalier, which we work very hard on as to how to give you this capability to become good in English. The very fact that each one of us has passed his 12th board in English language, a board has ratified but we do not live in an environment where people converse in English. My mother, father may not be talking in English. I don't stay in that environment where English is all around me. So at Cavalier, this is one of the major endeavors to give you tools so that you get not working only on the level of ideas, but to work on your power of expression. And as an interviewing officer who is working with a candidate on the conscious level, and if he can, his power of expression is not good, he is really not okay with me. But sir, don't you think that uh, the dice is heavily loaded against the people who are not so good in English? Dice is not heavily loaded against them. Because as I told, they have already passed 12th exam in English. A board has ratified. They have decent knowledge. But they don't have the willpower. They don't have the, I would rather say the energy, enthusiasm to be focused on this thing that they want. Today, if I know English is required, why am I not getting good in it? 
that is the major thing that talks of determination mental stamina confidence these are the issues which get projected which an interviewing officer starts seeing these if i am i remember milkha singh a gentleman who came from pakistan he had that determination and he became a flying sick and similarly all these qualities are embedded in us and when i know it that english is an imperative thing over there and i have to build it up there are various ways and means our newspapers are there their magazines are there their apps available to this generation and it is their desire their motivation which actually will make them do what they desire jetli sir is it uh, when we are talking of english do we say really queens english or workable english definitely workable english and if it can be and i will start with workable and if it is workable and if i work on it i'll become better on every each day there's just no doubts about it and and when we talk of english we are not looking at verbosity in a very big manner but we want to see see that you are able to communicate your thought in simple manner the thought should be logical coherent and cohesive we are definitely not looking at very high level of english but we are definitely looking at that you should be able to connect to show your thought in a very cohesive manner uh, now dua sir uh, as a psychologist uh, uh, there are 10 people sitting there and uh, there's only one person narrating a story at one time now would you be looking at only the person who's narrating the story or would you even look at the people the other nine how are they uh, behaving at that time what kind of a language body language they have what is the eye contact are they interested not interested would that be your focus as well uh i i think the psychologist focus at that instant is really paying attention to what the candidate is really speaking about because he has to look into the the unconscious level that means in terms of his confidence the choice of words his ability to really express himself so therefore his attention is on listening to the candidate's narration more rather than looking at of course when is a gd going on then of course he can have a look at the other participants in the gd also but at the time of narration the focus is the mind is on the candidate who is narrating this story sharma sir as a gto sir same question to you as a gto uh, a gto may be looking at other candidates but my experience has been that most of the candidates they generally maintain decorum and they are uh, sitting patiently but at the same time an intelligent candidate other than the speaker is concentrating on the story being narrated uh, so, i am also told that the gtos are very nasty in the ssb and they just give them uh, only about 5 uh, seconds or 10 seconds or 15 seconds to narrate the story and they tell them to show up is that uh, no 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 sir because uh, uh, one minutes time is given to them it is announced that you have a minutes time to narrate your story so invariably that one minutes time is uh, there occasionally it may happen that if we come across a candidate who is uh, very confident who speaking very fluently i may cut him short uh, you know in 50 seconds or 55 seconds but no one is keeping a stopwatch and our endeavor is to give fair opportunity to a candidate to narrate the story but allow him a, to complete the story as a gto would you cut cut somebody off who's uh, not able to narrate at all i mean these uh, no no not to put him down and uh, fair amount of time sometimes even encouragement is given let's say a candidate starts fumbling occasionally the gto may say okay take a few seconds more and try to complete your story 
so as i understand if at all the time is cut short it will be in case of a person who is better at speaking yes and uh, uh, it may and be an indication be, that someone has spoken very well very well and you will not do it for a person who is already nervous or who is yeah you will not cut him you will not cut him short right sir now may now, i just interject yes yes sir, sir. Yeah. like i very right i if you recall i said that out of the 12000 the 3000 that is 25% who just say that in the picture i saw i saw thank you they definitely get cut off very early there is just no doubt that there are a lot of people who are unable to use this one minute as colonel sharma very rightly says that the gto will definitely encourage the child but the child's incapability yes. in capacity to continue actually kills him whether the gto goes i have seen so many gtos who really would go come on take another try but this gentleman or the girl is so incapacitated that they are not able to use it and as far as the narration is concerned a lot of uh, especially the president if there is a president or a deputy in the board they are not only looking at the candidate they are watching others also they are always trying to see the body language because that's their job that they keep on seeing how others are interacting with the gentleman who is talking whether there is an overconfident gentleman who will not even look at this guy and there's guy the eager beaver who will get out of the chair he'll come on to the edge of the chair and will start looking at him so all these things psychologist keeps on really looking at the thought process of the gentleman but gto io we all keep on doing a scan all through the while so that is if you really look at it as colonel sharma said that this whole activity is 15 to 20 minutes and in this 15 to 20 minutes it is imperative that we hold ourselves we stay in that moment and we conduct ourselves in a very smart manner any time if you have found loose or lax definitely it gets taken cognizance by the interviewing officers definitely but would you not like to caution the candidate that they should not be over conscious also that is the, that is what exactly is a personality a personal what are we looking at we are looking at the personality there are some people who will be like modi and there will be some people who will be like others <laughs> so we understand that there is everybody is not the same each one brings a different thing but all that we are trying to say is try to use this 15 to 20 minutes effectively hold yourself anxiety is everybody is anxiety prone but hold it well and that is exactly yes, what duwasa keeps on saying it is the game of the mind everything is happening in the mind gto is helping you psych is helping you io is helping you it is your mind which is playing games with you and that is what is the endeavor and that is what the psychologists in cavalier what i find that they work dramatically on this aspect to control your mind and the whole thing is if you're patient if you're cool calm composed 90% of the war is won now a lot of uh, candidates uh, have a lot of apprehensions or or thought process as far as the gd is concerned the guy who will start first will get more marks the guy who speaks too much uh, you know he keeps speaking he's going to get the marks the guy who's concluded he's going to get the marks now where are the marks lying what should he do they're pretty confused so what would you like to advise them sharma sir uh, as to uh, what kind so of first thing where should yeah. in the discussion phase there are no marks awarded as such general observations are taken by the assessors that how is a candidate performing uh, 
and they mark uh, candidate accordingly now as far as uh, uh, participation is concerned i would say it should be adequate participation now it may be a very difficult thing to put a mathematical number to uh, adequate participation as long as a candidate has participated reasonably well in the discussion he has been able to suggest two or three good points if you see uh, how many details are going to be agreed upon in the discussion phase there are very uh, little number of details number of characters their age sex mood and the situation in the story that is happening so really speaking very few details have to be agreed upon and that is why uh, the duration of the discussion is not much so if a person has been able to participate three four times in a manner that when he speaks or she speaks uh, some on some of the group members are paying attention to what is being said by that person i would take that as reasonable participation and well, to talk it all sorry sorry if uh, the views are accepted by the group members nothing like it that means the person has been able to make reasonable contribution and has been able to convince the other group members as though said if if a person is the ex person finally concludes the story uh, would you rate him higher or does it really not make a difference if he concludes means the, the group story is concluded the narration yeah, finally is finally the narration the final narration or uh, when it is given see uh, the one uh, one who who is uh, either nominated or he in a volunteers to some of the inputs of the other students and come out with a group story obviously he stands out he has a, a better chance of being recommended ultimately because the group has accepted him as a leader he has been able to convince others through his ideas through his logical approach and the group nominates him to narrate the group story okay and then obviously the group has accepted him as a leader so therefore he stands out to start with actually so jetli yes. sir uh, now this person who is finally uh, giving the story the final narration now is he really at full liberty to include whatever he wants to he can add things or he would you know push his point of view uh, and keep the general story in that direction uh, how would you kind of uh, see that the very fact that he has been nominated by the group or if he has been nominated by the group then we understand that he is going to either get the bouquet or the brickbats if he is going to bring him bring in his own story which i have seen there are a lot of candidates who are very aggressive and they do not care about others the moment they get the mic in their hand they will talk what they want to talk and if he is definitely not projecting what the group has concluded he is definitely going to get all the brickbats despite everything it is very imperative that you be nominated as a leader of your group and you carry the sense of the group the common thought which has been evolved by the group that is what was very important and it is very important to understand few other aspects which definitely a interviewing officer is constantly watching is whether the candidate is when he is telling the story when he is concluding the story or when he is starting the group discussion whether he is assertive or aggressive i find that today lot of people have become very aggressive there is a very subtle difference be between being aggressive and assertive how does he make an eye contact with the group is he 
talking to everyone or he is looking at only a specific gentleman who is actually propped him up. There are number of times in repeaters, there are friends who come in over there from the same school, etc. They'll keep on looking at that guy. But whereas a good leader, like what we saw on 15th August, though there was no uh, audience in front of the Prime Minister, but his eyes were scanning the horizon constantly. So that is what is important, that maintain a good eye contact. His ability to negotiate. Uh, is sure. Sharma, I'll just uh, take this thing. Sharma, a lot of people come and tell me, uh, you know, XYZ hardly spoke anything and he was still recommended, whereas I spoke a lot, I was not recommended. Now, what is this? Uh, uh, like what? Sir, uh, first of all, when students, they give a feedback, uh, probably there is a tendency to miss out on the things. They may not be telling us the whole picture. So to say that a person did not uh, participate a lot and uh, was still recommended, uh, it doesn't stand to much. That person must have made certain contribution. And uh, sometimes what happens is that a person speaks only twice, but he's so convincing. The points suggested are so convincing and so logical that they're readily accepted by the group. So this is a high quality contribution made by that individual and twice is good enough in that case. Thank you. Uh, Dua said, now, would we say that in the PPDT, uh, if you have a damn good story, very nice story, everything balanced story, and uh, the GD is just okay, okay, uh, what is the chance of this kind of a candidate? Uh, see, the, the, the GD and narration, there are two activities. Okay. Through the narration, he has been able to demonstrate his logic, his contents, his the power of expression. Okay. The GD is more of participating. So, I, I would say that if the candidate has not been too participative, subsequently he can pick up, he can practice. And because he has the ability to, to, to sort of express himself confidently, I would, I would like to take him. So, so thanks a lot. Uh, I, I hope from this little discussion that we've had, uh, the students will benefit. And if there are any questions which come uh, after they have uh, gone through this podcast, I will get back to all of you and we'll probably have another session. Uh, thank you very much uh, for, uh, for being here with us. And I'm sure the uh, candidates and the students will like this podcast. Good evening to all of you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks. Great job. Sorry.